Okay, April 12th, goalie news coming at you. Coach Mike here with uh, Coach Cody. Uh, some headlines. University of Toronto goalie Jet Alexander got to back up uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in their game on Saturday against Montreal. Late in the third period, the Leafs were up 7-1, to which is crazy. Uh, and they switched goalies. I think they technically said uh, Sam Snoff was injured, so Jet was able to go in. Uh, they were able to do this on technicality gray area because Jet wasn't signed as an e-bug. He was signed as an amateur tryout, an ATO. Jet played 30 or 70 seconds and unfortunately didn't get to make a save. But all around, it was kind of a class act by management. Apparently, it wasn't the coach's decision. It was management's decision uh, to get him on the ice for the final seconds of the game. Alex Lyon. Again, uh, he got called up a few, was it last week that we talked about him maybe? That yeah. got his first shutout of the, his career. Anyways, Alec, Alex Lyon was named player of the week. Uh, he's won three games, making the streak actually six, not five. Uh, he stole the net from two great goalies, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight. I think Spencer Knight might be injured, but still. Uh, the first goalie to win six straight games during his season with the Panthers. Lyon has stopped 194 out of 203 shots during the streak with a 1.5 goals against average and a 9.56 save percentage. His hot streak includes making 21 saves uh, to post his first NHL shutout, 7-0 against Columbus, uh, and a... 56 save performance in a 7-2 victory against Ottawa Senators on Thursday. That is one save short of NHL or of Florida franchise record, 57 saves set by Roberto Luongo. Marc-Andre Fleury is heading back to the playoffs for a 17th consecutive season. Uh, I believe it's the longest streak in active players in all four major sports leagues. Uh, this streak started in 2006, 2007 with only five games. So one win, four losses. After that, it's been pretty dynamite all the way through. And I think it was a bit of a saving grace that he got traded from Chicago to Minnesota in the same year. Yeah. Because no way Chicago was making playoffs. He's been a very... He's been a very on and off goalie in the playoffs. It seems like that year that they won the cup with Murray as, as a backup who ended up being a starter and then him going to Vegas. I think it was their inaugural year. And then he had like stellar stats that season or that playoffs. You know what? Looking at them. I, they're actually kind of consistent with maybe. 0.5 goals here and there difference based on some seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, like his last year with Vegas with all the controversy was his bet or second best playoff run. Okay. Uh, with a 2.04 goals against average and only a 91.8 save percentage. His best his best playoff run 
was the second season, 07-08, which is when they lost the Stanley Cup against the Red Wings? Or is that when they won? I can't remember on the top. Lost. I lost. I see it here. They had 20 wins compared to the next season. They had, oh no, they had 14 wins compared to the next year, 16 wins. You need 16 wins to win the Stanley Cup. Right. So the year that they lost the Stanley Cup, he had a 1.97 goals against average and a 9.33 save percentage with three shutouts. When he's a young goalie at that time, too. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's such Fair. an interesting guy to watch in the net. Like, he's not your standard goalie. Like, you don't look at him and then look at Vasilevsky and like think that they're in the same. You look at Vasilevsky and think he's a standard goalie. No, all I'm saying is like Vasilevsky, when you see him in the net, he's like, he's that standout guy that you're looking at. And he's like, okay, he's, he's the guy. And you look at Fleury in the net and it's like, he, he plays like an act, like he plays like he's sort of in a circus in a good way. Like he's, he's always, um, I watched him play the other day and it was like, he's always out of his net. He's always doing something crazy, but it works for him. He's still very acrobatic, even at his age. Right. Which is surprising with how old he is now. Like, 38. He's 38 right now to be doing that at that age, making it look, making it look easy at that age is, is remarkable. I think what's even crazier is that he's started 44 games this season. And especially with how, um, who's the other goalie with him? Uh, Gustafson's the number two goalie in the league right now with, I want to say goals against average. He's got like a, a 206. Philip Gustafson is sporting a 206 goals against average and a 932 save percentage. To split games with someone like that, that's that's got to say something for itself as well. Yeah, pretty pretty good tandem. That's a really good tandem. That's going to be a threat with Krill coming back. That's going to be a threat coming into the playoffs. Yeah, and we'll get into that next week, of course. WHL playoffs. Uh, real quick, Winnipeg Ice beat Medicine Hat in four straight games. Red Deer, Red Deer Rebels beat the Calgary Hitmen in five games. Saskatoon and Regina Pats are tied 3-3. I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, game seven would have been played. Uh, Moose Jaw sweeps Lethbridge. Seattle swept uh, Kelowna, Kamloops swept Vancouver, Portland beat Everett in five games, and Prince George beat Tri-City in six games. Round two matchups real quick. Because Saskatoon-Regina series isn't done, based on the time of recording, the East is still waiting for the matchups, but in the West, it's going to be Seattle versus Prince George and Kamloops versus Portland. What would... Uh... Your thoughts be as a goalie playing against Regina Pats in the first round of the playoffs. Take that, care of one player and you got it. Yeah. I feel that that would be a, that'd be a little stressful situation knowing you have to know when he's on the ice, knowing how to take care of him. Cause you know, he's in a shoot, but you know, he has a good shot, but he has the option of passing as well. Like he's a playmaker and he has a good shot. Yeah. That'd be a lot of video work going into a series like that of just one player, which you don't really get in levels like that. Well, the video's there for sure, but I think the way to beat Regina 
if you're the goalie, is look for the trends of Bedard and his teammates, right? Yeah. You know he's going to get kind of double covered or someone's going to try to take him out of the play, which leaves someone else open. Where is that person going to be open, right? If your strong side defenseman goes, who's open? And just being aware of his passing options, but then obviously respecting the shot. Right. Like you just have to be hyper aware of the man open. For me, BCHL playoffs, all the series or first round series uh, are complete, but real quick Nanaimo beat Langley four games to two, Surrey beat Power River four games to one, Port Alberni swept Victoria, uh, Chilliwack beat Coquitlam four games to one, Penticton swept Trail. Wenatchee beats Cranbrook four games to two. Vernon beat West Kelowna four games to two. Salmon Arms swept Prince George. Second round matchups, Nanaimo versus Chilliwack, Surrey versus Portland, Penticton versus Wenatchee, and Vernon versus Salmon Arm. Other news, the Toronto Maple Leafs sign goalie Nick Chenard to an amateur tryout agreement. Again, this is going to be the second goalie. Why is Toronto signing goalies that are unknown, air quotes unknown, to amateur tryouts? I did have to look this up because I thought it was weird. When looking into this, the NHL wouldn't let the Leafs dress Joseph Wool, who's kind of like their third string goalie or who's their AHL goalie, in a game because of the cap hit. Matt Murray and another player are hurt, but not hurt enough to go on long-term injured reserve, which would have freed up cap room. The Leafs did have cap room, but they decided to sign Matthew Knives or Knives. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's a player, so we don't really care. But to an entry-level contract, uh, this, I guess, took up the rest of the cap room does it make any sense? No, but it's my understanding in the sense if they dressed wool, they would be paying him his NHL contract level deal instead of the AHL contract level deal, which would have hit the cap limit based on signing Matthew. I'm not sure how this is moving forward into the playoffs, but I think because of the season ends, the cap doesn't really matter. In other news, Boston Bruins broke the NHL's single-season win record with 63 wins. So it looks like it's been the season of goalie goals this year. There's been a goalie goal in the uh, OHL. Anson Thorchin becomes the 10th goalie in OHL history to score a goalie goal. It seems like there's been goalie goals happening every week now. What are your thoughts on uh, how many goals are being scored? Like, I don't think I've ever seen stuff like this happen ever. The volume of them certainly have gone up. Uh, I'd be pretty cool if we had a list of like all of them from like semi-pro to pro hockey. There's only one NHL goal this year. Uh, Linus Allmark, right? Attempts this year too. Like you see goalies making attempts like left, right, and center where might not happen a couple of years ago. You, you see the attempts every once in a while but i've seen multiple attempts this season from uh from multiple goalies yeah i think it's good i think it's showing the young kids that playing the puck uh 
should be a staple of their game because any like all the goalies now are pretty good. I wouldn't say all of them are exceptional, but all of them are pretty good at stopping rims and playing the puck and moving for the first pass. Um, I think the number of goals are going to go up until the NHL makes a new rule limiting. And like, I don't know why, but it happened when Broder was scoring and moving the puck so well, they put the trap sword in. Right. Um, I think it's good to see all the attempts. Confidence. I think some people are getting pretty risky with it, but like Mike Smith had one in 2013, 14. Pecorine had one in 2019, 20. And then Linus Allmark had one this year. So like in the NHL, it's pretty spaced out. So it'd be kind of cool to see one a year, maybe. Yeah. It'd be nice to see the age of, the people scoring and attempting the goals too because it seems like it's younger guys doing it like you see Allmark score a goal and like he's a younger guy in the league yeah I just have Wikipedia here they have pretty fun stats to look up here like they have the name the team the season the date the opposing team pulled goaltender method of scoring (laughs) and then final score notes and the notes just seem to be like the time of the game does it look like most of the times that there is a goalie goal, there's a two goal spread versus a one goal spread? Uh, at the time when three they win, goal. like three goals, but at the time when they shoot at two goals, yeah, because that's like a soft area too. Like, do you want to shoot that puck down when it's a one goal game, or do you want to try it in a two goal game? Like, that's a, that's the confidence that you have to have with yourself and your coach, it seems, and your team if you want to shoot. I mean, you can down. speak from experience, but I feel like it's just hey, I got a little bit of time. The net's not in my way. Let's go for it. Yeah. I don't know. You speak from experience if you want. Well, mine was you got one. Up. Yeah, I know. It's scary. For for myself, I don't know if I would try it on if it was a one goal spread. That's It, it depends on how much time you actually have because in the moment when, I, like, when it happened for me, you have you have a little bit more time than you think, but in real action, like you don't have, there's Doesn't not much feel like time that. you have to, to shoot it down the ice. Like you have guys on you. So it's, it's a, it's a hard play to make because you've got to raise the puck, which you typically don't when you're passing it or whatever, even when you're passing it to your, uh, like to make a stretch pass, it's, you typically raise that puck or how long do you actually have? Cause you normally go into the corner or in our leagues, when you're younger, you normally go into the corner to shoot those pucks out. Yeah. Yeah. I think what gets overlooked is you have to get it in the air quickly, most often, and then you have to keep it in the air for at least the red line. Yeah. Right. And that's probably why we haven't seen a lot of goalie goals at younger levels is the strength it takes to get the puck to the far blue line to be safe or even farther yeah right it's just not there yet anyways moving on ncaa ice hockey championship took place on saturday april 8th quinnipiac won overtime three to two against minnesota gophers i did call that last week i went with quinnipiac because i remember hearing that they were winning a lot there was nothing else behind my reasoning (laughs) 
Goalie transactions, quite a bit. We're going to try to rip through this quickly. Uh, Tuesday, April 4th, Montreal call up Caden Primo. Toronto calls up Justin Joseph Wool. Wednesday, Columbus calls up John Gillies again and also send down Jet Greaves. I guess Jet did play, and it was his first game ever in the NHL. I did see that. Um, Pittsburgh sign Joel Bloomquist. Uh, Anaheim calls up Ole Erickson and then the next day they send him back down to the minors and then Friday Anaheim calls him back up from the minors again that's Ole Erickson he went up down and up all in three days Washington sign Mitchell Gibson Montreal sends Hayden Primo back down to the minors Toronto send sends Joseph Wall back down to the minors. Ottawa sends Levi Marilinen back down to the minors. Florida sends Mac Guzda to the minors. Here's one that's surprising. Vegas Golden Knights send Andon Hill to the minors. I'm assuming Justin Thompson is uh, off the IR. It looks like, from what I saw it looks like that logan's back skating and it looks like hill's back skating so for them to send him back to the minors i would assume that logan's going to be back soon and that he's probably going to be back soon as well if he's not on the ir anymore or long-term ir gotcha saturday april 8th montreal call up Caden primo guys moving a lot uh toronto sign jet alexander Sunday, April 9th, Detroit calls up Alex Nadalkovich, and Montreal sends Caden Primo back down to the minors. Detroit also sends Alex Nadalkovich back down to the minors the same day. Uh, Seattle call up Joey Decord. Here's one that surprised me. New York Rangers send Talon Boyko to the minors. Boyko just finished the season off with the Kelowna Rockets in the WHL. And now he's joining podcast friend um, Dylan Grand in Hartford Wolfpack. A little surprising, but it is kind of the time of the year where a lot of players are signing their contracts or moving from the WHL or college to uh, a pro team, whatever pro team that is. But there's two WHL studs playing together, right? Boyko and uh, Grand. So it'll be interesting to see how that season plays out. Anyways, St. Louis send Vadim Zarenko back to the minors, and Boston calls up Brandon Boosie. I don't know how to say his name. Bussy. Anyways, someone I'm really excited to watch play. I, I wish I watched him or got to see him in the World Juniors, but they got canceled. Okay, shutouts. Vili Huso of Detroit Red Wings shut out the Canadians. This is Huso's fourth of the season and seventh of his career. UC Soros shuts out Carolina with a 33 save performance. Jeez. This is Soros' second of the season and 20th of his career. Thatcher Demko shuts out Chicago. This is Demko's first of the season and third of his career. That is surprising to me. Uh, Igor Shosturkin 
shuts out Columbus. This is his third of the season, 11th of his career. Connor Hollebuck shuts out the Preds, fourth of the season, 22nd of his career. Elias Sorokin shuts out Philly for his sixth of the season, which is the NHL leader for most shutouts, and 16th of his career. Uh, Darcy Kemper has five, and Alexander Georgiev has five for like the next top shutouts of the NHL this season, which honestly, three names I'm kind of surprised by. Yeah, I was expecting someone from Boston to be up there or someone like Vasilevsky. Yeah, tied for third with uh, four, Vasilevsky. Tied for third with four, Hollebach, Uso, Swayman. Hollebach's kind of one of those underrated guys that keeps getting shutouts every year. Well, I don't even know if he's underrated. Everybody thinks of him as one of the best in the world, but we just expect it now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like Vasilevsky, I could, I think you could say four shutouts in a season. That's underperforming for him, right? Halabak, four shutouts in a season. I think you would almost expect six. Yeah. Right. But how many uh, games does Halabak play each year? Like it seems like he plays more than your typical goalie tandem. Halabak started sixty-two games. Like that compared that to is the highest that I'm seeing. Probably like, Vasilevsky's next, I would assume. But even if you have Boston, it's like Sorrows is next. Sorrows is next. Yeah. Sorry. Like Boston's goalies, like you have uh, Boston has two good tandems though. So like they both have 30-ish games played. Yeah. That was like that was somewhat surprising to me. That is somewhat surprising to me because of how well um who's their uh Swayman and Aldmark. Aldmark with how Aldmark has played. Like they're the top two out of the top three goalies. Yeah. Dependent on the stat. Aldmark kind of had a like a rough start to his career. Like, wasn't he Buffalo for a while and kind of yeah, put any goalie in Buffalo, it's gonna be a little rough. Hopefully, um, Levi changes that, but yeah, like but, it was in the era that Buffalo just stunk. It's crazy to think that you have someone like that who just gets thrown under the bus like that. No one really thinks about him, no one ever says anything about him. And then you throw him into a season like this, and he's number one goalie in the league, and like he's he's just stole the show basically. He might be going for he's up for Hart for sure. He's Vesna should win Vesna. Like that's a that's a flop of a season for him, like a flip flop from last couple years. Anyways, you got anything else to add? All right, see you next week.